Well, good morning, everybody. Nice to, to be here and to share with you. Um, I want to speak this morning on being a sign and a wonder. All right? Being a sign and a wonder. Now, I know that this is a phrase that has become a, a kind of cliche in the, in the family of God. You know, we hear about signs and wonders conferences, and we hear about certain men and women of God who are amazing with signs and wonders. You know the idea? Are you with me? Speak to me. Yeah? Yeah, that's okay. And to make sure you're awake. Um, and the thing is this, that, that I just really believe that I want just to look at the life of Elisha this morning, and my concern is that we all appreciate that we are all signs and wonders. Okay? Because it's not an elite few. It's not for the special people. We've got to realize this fact that we are all signs and wonders. Because if you go to the Bible dictionary, you will find there that particular phrase. Um, in there it says, it defines signs and wonders as events which unmistakably involve the immediate and powerful action of God. Now, in all our lives, if we're born again of the Spirit of God, is that not an immediate action that's powerful? Are we not people that have the anointing and the presence and the power of God in our life? So my, 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 my concept is this, that every one of us have got tremendous potential to be signs and wonders, which means the immediate and powerful action of God. Now, you look back in your life and think back when you became a Christian. That was a powerful experience. Or when you move on in life, wherever you've been, you've had situations where you've seen, wow, how did that work out? How did that happen? It must have been God. And we tend to underplay the, the amazing potential and the amazing things God has done in our lives. And if I looked around this, this, this audience this morning, there are many of us, and if not all of us, who could go back and testify to this fact that we are signs and wonders. Because the family of God here on earth are meant to be God's shop front window. That's what they see. I used to be in the retail trade. I was a salesman. Trust me. I'm a salesman. You know, everything I say is true. But uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the natural, bit dodgy in some places, you know. But when it comes to down to being Christians, we are God's shop front window. And if anybody's going to see God, they're going to see it through us. That means that we have a high responsibility and a high privilege to realize this fact that God wants to use us in signs and wonders. That means involving the immediate and powerful action of God. Now, you can look back and say, yes, that is very, very true. And I believe today we've got to appreciate this fact because Elisha, particularly, as we'll look at later on, expressed this. He was a, God, a, a man that really, it, it was quite remarkable in his generation. He was an ordinary guy that was taken out of a farming situation and he was put into a, to another experience because God had met him because Elisha means God saves. What a good name to have. 
God saves. Very simple, but, but, but very, very powerful. And as we look at the life of Elisha, we read the, his life story not to escape reality, but to rather find it. And you will find in the life of Elisha a reality of the ups and the downs of being a sign and a wonder to be people who move in, in, the, in the presence and power of God. And I feel today that as we look at this particular situation, I want you to appreciate who you are, who you are in the Lord, in the Lord Jesus Christ, because I, I really believe that's very important. Because when you look at this, as Christians, welcome to the real world. We are people in the real world with all the situations that are challenging, but we're in the real world. I always... Think of that film, The Matrix, you know, where, where there is the commuter world and there is the real world. And, and so often they, they, ask, they ask Neo to take, is it, is, it the, is it the red pill or the blue pill? You know, have you seen that film? Yeah, it's a great film. Because if he if took the, what was it, if he took one of the pills, the, was, it, was it the red pill you know, or the blue pill was illusion. And many of us living in an illusion situation that, we're not really important. We're not really very, very special to God. But if, if we took the other pill, which was the red pill, that's reality. So let's all take the red pill. Let's realize that we're in, we're in reality today, that we are people that God wants to use. So I want to say again, welcome to the real world. You are a sign and a wonder. Tell that to your neighbor next to you. You're a sign and a wonder. Come on, talk to them. You're a sign and a wonder. All of you are signs and wonders. Look at you all. I wonder, I wonder about some of you, but you are signs. You know the idea. But you are signs and wonders. That's the wonderful thing about this. And I give God thanks for the, for the fact that I am now a Christian. And when I look back now, that we have seen in our lives, Eileen and I, the unmistakable involvement and immediate action and power of God. Now, I'm going to ask Eileen to come out just for a just now, if you could, and share a little testimony because I want to bed this into everyday life. I want to embed into what we're going to say this morning that God works in the everyday situation. God has, he wants to speak to us and guide us. I've got the good part. I get up to tell the story. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a quiet voice. <clears throat> this, this testimony that I've got goes back maybe a couple of months, maybe one or two of you have already heard it. And if so, I'm sorry, but I think it's worth repeating and worth because it just fits into what Bob is sharing. And we are all a sign and a wonder, but sometimes God comes and does signs and wonders that we have to stand back and think, wow, how did that happen? How did that happen? You ever done that? How did that happen? Well, going back a couple of months, maybe, um, Bob was away up in Lytham St. Anne's and then on to Morecambe for the weekend. And I was just in the state where I thought, I can't do this. So I decided I wasn't going to go. So Bob went off um, up there. And so I had the weekend all to myself. And it was, I tell you when it was, it was the Cambridge half marathon and that some of the roads were closed and I thought I'm not even going to try and get to church this morning because I don't know what roads are closed, what are opened, etc, etc. It's going to be busy. I'm going to stay put. So I was sitting in the living room, I was sitting with a cup of tea, just thank God, 
I would love to be encouraged this morning. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just here. I would love to be encouraged. Now, he does encourage us so much, doesn't he? God is good. Those songs we've sung this morning, amazing. They just fit in so well with everything that's going to be shared this morning. And as I was sitting, I thought, I'm going to watch songs of praise this afternoon. Now, we never watch, or very seldom do we watch songs of praise because it's on sort of early afternoon. We're usually at lunchtime or whatever. And I thought, I'm going to watch songs of praise this afternoon. So I sat down, settled myself down, and put the television on, and songs of praise came on. Glasgow. It came from Glasgow. And I thought, okay, God, that's a good encouragement. That will do. That's good. And as it went on, it showed you Glasgow Cathedral and told you the history of the cathedral, the history of the saints that were involved with the building of that cathedral, etc., etc. And they panned round the, the congregation. And they stopped in a lady and I said, I know her. In fact, we worked with her when we were up in Scotland. And I thought, oh God, this is getting better and better. So they went on, they were doing some singing, they interviewed one or two others, and they panned back round to this lady. And I thought, because at first I thought, was it really her? Did I really know her? And they panned back round to her. And it was, it was a, a lady called Audrey Flanagan. And we'd worked with her in Glasgow Elam when we were up there for four years looking after Bob's dad. And even that is a story getting to Glasgow Elam because we left Dorset um, before we were aged for retirement. So we went back up to Scotland to look after his dad with no job, with no money. And we thought, God, we know this is right, but you will need to sort it out for us. We don't know what we're going to be doing. And we went around a few churches. We ended up in Glasgow Elam and we went a couple of Sundays and the pastor came up to us at the end of one of the services and he said to us, could you come into my office during the week? I want to talk to you. We said, sure. Now, we'd never been in an Elam church before. We didn't know the pastors. We didn't know anybody that was in that church. So we thought, oh, what have we done? Have we said something wrong? Have we said something to somebody and they don't agree with what we've said to them, etc." So we went in to see the pastor and he said to us, you might be wondering why I've asked you to come. I think I did all the talking. And I said, well, we have, we've been talking about this all week. Why are we going? What is this about? And he says, I want to offer you a job. And we sat there standing. We said, but you don't know us. And we don't know you. We don't even know the church. We don't know who you are anything about you apart from what we've heard and it was a good church and he says I know I don't know you and you th might think it's crazy but I do know you he says I've watched you and you're the people I want so for four years we worked in this Glasgow Elam church that was just a sign and a wonder from God but as this story goes on about songs of praise Audrey, they took Audrey Flanagan out of the church and walked her down the road to the Glasgow Food Bank. 
Now, the food bank is run by Glasgow Elam, and it's right next door to the church. And it is massive. They've got, they've got a big factory place. And they took her in there, and she showed them everything that was happening. She shared her testimony. And then she says, come with me. She says, come into the church. So there we were. I was sitting in my own home, walking through the television into this church that we'd worked in. And as, we, as she walked into the church, she went right down to the front, sat in the seats. And I thought, oh, God, I've sat in those seats so often. I know it. I've sat in them. And I was getting excited. And the tears began. I sat and cried. And I thought, God, this is so amazing. I put this on just to fill an hour to say I'd been at church or something. <laughs> and look at what you're doing. And as she sat and shared with them about the, the food bank and about how the church works with it. They panned round and they've got a huge, huge, big stage platform. Huge, big platform. And I made the curtain that goes round the curtain. I made the curtain that went round it. The blink curtain's still there. <laughs> My curtain's still there. And, do you know, I just sat and I thought, God, you are so, so good. I asked you to encourage me this morning. And you've taken me, you took me back as if I was looking through a little peephole or a little glass thing. Took me right back into a situation that only he could have done. Because we knew nothing about Glasgow Elam when we went up. And we didn't even live in Glasgow, we lived outside of it. And I thought, God, you are so, so good. So good. You've encouraged me so much. But you know what it's done? It made me look back and write back at my life and think, how did I get from there to there? How did we get from Dorset to Glasgow Elam? How, how did that happen? God. How did it happen to get from Glasgow Elam to get to Cambridge? How did that happen? God. God is continually working in our lives with signs and wonders that we don't always recognize. It's the little things we need to pay attention to and see what God is really doing in our lives. They don't always go the way we want it. We've all got issues, we've all got problems, we've all got stuff. And I know that. And so we have to work through those things. But as we walk in a daily walk with God, he guides our steps without even maybe us recognizing it some of the time. He takes us to places and takes us to where eventually we need to end up and we need to be. And I find that so, so exciting. So look back in your lives. Look back at the testimonies that God has done in your life and bring them forward because they walk through life with us. Bring them forward because it's a real encouragement to see where God is in your life and he will never, ever lay you down. He's so faithful, so good and those songs just fitted in so well with all of that. Thank you. So when we become Christians, there, there is potential there for signs and wonders, isn't there? 
amazing. Because <clears throat> that church that we were in for four years was the, the church that brought the Toronto Blessing to Glasgow. So I thought, yeah, let's go there. And we had a great time there. We, we, we took Heidi Baker up there at one time and John Arlott in the mall. And, and so it's really good. So, so being a sign and a wonder, what, what does that mean? How does that work out? For, and let's look at the life of Elisha for a few minutes and see how does, how does this work out? Well, first of all, it's, signs and wonders are an expression of encouragement, an expression of encouragement, because you read there in, in 2 Kings 4.16, where we, we read about the woman there that made a, a, a room available for Elisha when he visited there. What a, what a lovely thing to do, to encourage the, the, the Elisha the prophet, and then in that particular time, he, he says to the woman, one year, in one year's time, you will have a son. Now, that, I would call that a pretty good encouragement. You're going to have a son in one year's time. Um, because that woman had actually encouraged him uh, in a place to stay, and, and he gave her, gave her that whole situation. And, you know, God has given us something to say. And, that, and Elisha gave that, that particular word for that woman to encourage her. Because you're going to have a son, uh, and it's going to happen in, in one year's time. And I believe all of us here this morning, uh, listening to God and sharing what he has said to us, you know, uh, let us make room for, for God to, to speak to us. And when, we, when he speaks to us, share it. L let, let it go out. One year from now, you'll have a son. And I, I find that a lovely expression of, of encouragement. God has given us something to say. And God will guide you. And sometimes it seems very ordinary. But in the end of the day, if it's God, it can become extraordinary. And I look back, and, and I was just thinking of, of various things of, of, over the years. And um, when we were pastoring down in, in, in Dorset, um, it was quite a remarkable situation down there where we, where we saw God move and we saw a lot of what become Christians. But I remember one couple, they, they were in difficulty as a couple. They weren't Christians, and a friend of ours says, go and visit this couple and, and, and see if you can help them out. So we, we thought, well, go there. And hopefully we'll have something to say to them to encourage them in some way because we didn't know them at all. They weren't Christians. And after a couple of hours in their home, they knelt down on their living room floor and we led them to the Lord Jesus Christ. They became Christians. I thought, good move, God. You know the idea. And in that kind of that really helped us very much. And that couple, in the end, over the years, got involved in, in the town with young people in a remarkable way. And just a few months ago, we were down in Dorset visiting our son and I was, I was in the co-op looking for some, some groceries and somebody tapped me and they showed that it was this couple. I hadn't seen them for a long, long time. And I asked them, how are they getting on? And he says, well, we've been very encouraged, really encouraged because I've just been to Buckingham Palace and I've been given the MBE for what I've been doing. So I thought, good on you. Because even though even God is blessing them, but even the, the local governments are blessing him. And you know, there's a chain reaction when you, when you say something to somebody. You will, what you have said, said to them will bless them, like this woman's going to have a son quite soon. And, but that will then go on and it will have a ripple effect. So signs and wonders are an expression of encouragement. The second thing is this, you'll find this in 2 Kings 4, that signs and wonders are an expression of love. An expression of love. Because look at this woman in this particular story. 
she was there, and she had very little to eat. She had, she had hardly any oil. And the, the prophet went there, and, and uh, he loved her and encouraged her. She had, she had no food. She had no money. She had no oil. And she said to this woman, go and gather all the pots you can and bring them back to your house. And she did that, and she brought them back, and miraculously, they were all filled with oil in the most remarkable way to give her sustenance to go forward and to be blessed. And you know, that's a lesson for us. Um, when we express the love of Jesus, when we get involved in that by practically helping, you've got to realize that it's wonderful. That woman was so blessed. And, and somebody said about this particular story, God wanted to give this woman as much oil as she made provision for. Now, can you imagine if she'd got more pots? God would fill more pots. You know the idea? So how much provision are we, are we doing? How are we expressing this amazing love to other people? And this woman was, was, her life was saved. And in that way, that to me is a sign of the wonder, to see that multiplied. We think, well, that's quite miraculous. Well, it is miraculous, sure is. Anything in our life is miraculous. It's supernatural. I've seen, I've seen food multiplied in, in Mozambique. I've seen it, I've watched it. You know, so let's be, realize this fact that it's an expression of love, signs and wonders. So don't forget that. The, the third thing is this. Um, signs and wonders are an expression of power. We go back to the story of this woman who said she was going to have a son, and she had a son. And then after a period of time, we find that the, the, son, the son is dying. And, you know, not a, a very encouraging situation there. If you, if you re read it there in, in the 2 Kings 4, verse 32, this little boy there, he was absolutely uh, the apple of the mother's eye, and all of a sudden that happened. And then you, you read the story there, how Elisha went over to him uh, and looked into his eyes and, 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 and prayed for him, and the boy sneezed seven times. I would love to have been there at that. Seven sneezes, you know, a chew, seven times, and he comes alive. I find it quite funny, that, actually. You know, to, to be there, he's dead, then he's, a chew. I thought, God's quite creative in these kind of situations, you know. And, and I find it amazing, that, because it was the power of God that brought him back to life. And you've got to realize this, that when God comes in in that kind of way, um, he, will, he will bring blessing. I brought with me this morning, if, if you want to buy them, uh, uh, some of you maybe went to hear Surprise Satoli. You, you did. Um, we couldn't make it because I was up in the hospital with kidney stones. How exciting was that? Um, uh, and, uh, but that, that's his story, A Voice in the Night. This is a little a guy that, him and his friend but lived in a village that was filled, filled with witchcraft. And, and his, I think it was his early teens. God spoke to him. He wasn't a Christian and says, get out, get out of the village. Get out of the village. And these two boys ran away from the village, and a few days later, every person in that village was massacred. And from that, this particular guy, whom we've met and he stayed with us when we lived up in, in Scotland, surprised Satoli, that to me is, he's an ordinary guy like you and I, who became a sign and a wonder. And he was raised from the dead too, by the way. And also, um, he was, he raised folk from the dead, which I, I was just a pretty good ministry, that. If you want to buy them, they're there for you. All I'm saying is this, that there are going to be times in our lives when God will, will come in power and he will, in, in, in a sense, do some amazing resurrections, maybe financially or physically or, 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 or spiritually. I, I believe that we, in all our lives, 
I, I know many of you here, and I know many of you have got stories to tell that you have seen it happen. Hello, am I right in saying that? Has God spoke to you in, in signs and wonders? Come on, come on, come on. Don't be shy. God, if God's in your life, God, God works in that kind of way. And so let's realize this fact, that when we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, expressions of power will come in a very, very wonderful way. Now, when, when we look at the, the whole thing as well, signs and wonders are also expressions of boldness. Boldness. I think we're living in a world today when, when um, things are pretty tough as Christians. I just began reading a book that Gwyn gave to me. Uh, you've heard of, of Brother Yoon, the heavenly man. Um, and uh, this is the book of his son, who, who was brought up in China. He hardly knew his dad. I'm just reading it right now. Um, and I'm reading about him and living in a village in China um, with his, grand, his grandmother. And he hadn't, he hadn't seen his father for years because he was in prison. And yet, as I read this story, where there had been so much oppression, where there's been so much, this, her, his grandmother actually stood firm for Jesus through tough times. These people are worth their weight in gold. They're, they're ordinary punters like you and I who know the joy of the Lord, who know the strength of the Lord, and even though it's tough, they still believe in God. And to me, that is very, very important today because when you look at it that way, you will find that's the case. If you go to 2 Kings 5, you'll read about Naaman and the servant girl, the slave girl. This man, this, this general, had leprosy, and he wanted to be prayed for, but he only, and, and, and the prophet said, go and dip in, 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 in the Jordan. But he said, oh, that's a dirty river, that. I don't want to go there. I want to go to my own, one of my own rivers. They're nice and clean and pure there. He didn't want to do what God had asked him to do because he thought he knew better. But this little slave girl, that's what I love about this story. This little slave girl said, if you would only go and visit the prophet, he'll take care of that. And I love that kind of concept of this ordinary little girl who knew God in a very special way, and in so doing, she had the boldness to say, go and speak to the prophet. And I don't know how it all happened. There must have been a, a chain reaction of conversations. But in the end, he did go there. And after a, a bit of a, a tantrum, um, Naaman eventually went to the River Jordan, and he was healed. All because this woman... This slave girl was bold enough to go forward because pride held Naaman from doing a simple act. The first thing that God tells you to do, just do it, you know? I think that's so important today. That's so, so important today that if God speaks to you, do it. Make sure it's God's first, by the way. Get it, conf get it confirmed. Don't go and do some thing that you think, I want to do that. No, that's not the way things work. Get confirmation. But if you get confirmation, then go and do it. And in that kind of way, that's where fruit happens. So this morning, as we look at these particular situations, when we think of ex expressions of, of, um, of encouragement, these are, these are basic things in the Christian life. Expressions of encouragement, expressions um, of love and power, and boldness, these are the ingredients of signs and wonders. And I give God thanks over the years when I look back now and, and see that there, in the normal course of life, you actually see God working that, that surprises you. We visited, we, we visited many, just, I was thinking of, of this church in Glasgow, we visited, um, the church was about 400 strong, and, and the pastor gave us a list of 400 people 
and they said, go and visit them. I thought, thank you very much for that. It's a lot of people um, in Glasgow. And visiting parts of Glasgow with your car, you wonder whether your wheels would still be on after you visited that place. You know the idea? It was a, it was a going into where no Christian had gone before. You know the idea? Glasgow's a lovely place, mostly. Um, but the point is this. I, I remember, you know, going and, and visiting one, one or two of these people. I love when I see people through adversity standing firm from God. And uh, this is what I, I want to say to you. Um, I, I, we met a couple who are, were signs and wonders. A, a couple who were maybe in their, their late 50s. And we went to visit them in, a, in a, an area of Glasgow called Castle Milk. The, the, the sake folk call it Chateau Olay. You know that idea? Do you know French? That's been very sarcastic about that area. It's not a very nice area. Um, and we visited this couple. Lovely flat, lovely home. Beautiful place. Cup of tea, cakes. After cakes, I thought, this is what I call pastoral visitation. You know the idea? And it was just wonderful. We, we, we put on weight up there in Glasgow. But, but we, we, we just sat there and talked to this couple. And on the sideboard there, there was a picture of a, of a young man in his 20s. And he said, was well, that your son? He said, that, that's our son. Yeah. And I said, where is he now? Well, um, he's dead. He went out of the house one day, walked down the road where we live, a gang came the other way and killed him. Simple as that. And here was this couple, strong in their faith. Boldness. And that couple actually made soup every week because this church had a, a big double-decker bus that, uh, and they fed the prostitutes, they fed the drug addicts, and they made soup for them every week. It didn't hold them back from being because of adversity, they were still as bold and as loving despite that. So, folks, let's live in the real world. It's not all cloud nine, but let me tell you this. God is with us. God is with us. So, uh, as, as I finish this morning, I want to ask you a question. What excites you? Think of that question. What excites you? Because I don't think God gives you things that you don't like to do. All right? I think God knows that we, are, we were created for a purpose. And God knows exactly what we're made of. And just think of that. It's a very important question, by the way. What excites you? If you want to be a sign and a wonder, what excites you? That's very important. Because I, and ask, I'll ask, I asked that question to myself, and I want to give a, just a little testimony about that before we, 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 we pray for each other. Um, just about two weeks ago, a man called George Verwer went to be with the Lord. He was in his mid-80s. George Verwer, maybe many of you know him, was the founder of Operation Mobilization, where thousands and millions of, of, of people became Christians through the ministry of, of Operation Mobilization in literature evangelism. And um, I got to know this man uh, in the 70s, and I bought, a, I bought this book in the 70s, it's an awesome title, Literature Evangelism Manual. It cost me 15p. You know? Doesn't that look awesome, that? And you know, I, at that time, God was beginning to speak to me then. And I bought this book because I heard George Verwer, because he went 
where no, he, he was a remarkable guy going to India, Mexico. But the one thing that was, was big with, with him was literature evangelism. This was before Kindle, okay? You know, there were printed books before Kindle. You understand that fact? Hello. And, and the thing is this, I read this book and it was all about the power of the printed page. And I, I, I loved reading, and I, I loved the printed page. And this, I've, I've got it all underlined yet. I've kept it. I've, it's underlined all the way through. It caught my, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. And at the end of one chapter, I've written down, praise God. So God must, God must have spoken to me about it all. You know that? I wrote that down. I can read more writing now. God, praise God. Um, and, and other bits, there were IMP, which means important. You know that, and I, that book to me is amazing. So, what, why do I, I say that? Well, God called us into literature evangelism, yeah? and I, I actually I felt God say to me because I was a salesman. You understand? I like I like selling stuff. I was in the retail trade before that, and God said, "Open a Christian bookshop." Now, up in Scotland, um, we were living by faith, and I, we were doing door-to-door -door work in Hamilton, and, and we were knocking on doors selling, selling books and Bibles. Um, and I spied a bookshop, uh, not a shop, a shop empty around the corner from a chip shop. I thought, that's helpful, you know. Um, and um, it was owned by the, the, the chip shop owner, a guy called Martaloi. Obviously, it was Italiano. And um, so I rented this bookshop, this shop from, and I filled it with books. I went, to, I went to London to Operation Mobilization where George Verwer, and I got to know George really well over the years, and they gave me a thousand pounds worth of books, sale or return. I thought, thank you, because we had no money. And we brought it all back, and we started a bookshop in that little, little corner shop, and we were there for a couple of years. Then we were able to take over a, a big Church of Scotland building in Motherwell and Mans and Halls, and we moved it there. And for the last 50 years, that bookshop has gone on again and again to bless so many folk all over, all over the Scottish area. And I say that to you because of this. One thought there, one thought there. God speaks to us. What excites you, Bob Kilpatrick? Selling books. And actually, when I, when I left my job as a sales rep, the first thing I did was I went out to the estate where we lived and knocked on the doors and sold Bibles and Christian books. And that was scary, folks around your neighbors doing that. And we did that for a long, long time. And the thing is, I, say, I share this with you because that's what excited me. And from that, fruit happened. Loads of folk became Christians. I remember once we took a team to St. Andrews, we sold Good News Bibles there on the door. The whole team of about 40 young people. And I remember this, um, it's just, this goes back to me now. They went out in the doors and sold New Testaments, and, and they sold a lot of them. And there was one particular house, a lady was inside reading the Bible, and, she, and it said in that, read it in the Good News Bible. A knock came to the door at that point. She opened it up, and here were these young folks selling Good News Bibles. And we thought, wow, isn't God so personal about things? So I shared that with you. What excites you? Ask God to give you some guidance in that. What excites you? What really excites you? Don't worry about, so many of us want to be somebody else. But um, be yourself. 
And in that kind of way, you will find that signs and wonders will take place. And as we look back now, we've got to just fill in the ingredients of expressions of encouragement, expressions of love, expressions of power, expressions of boldness. That's the, that's the normal Christian life. That's what it is all about. And God wants to just be, make us aware of that. So ask that question today and over this week, what excites me? Ask that question here. What excites you? And whatever excites you, ask for God to guide you in that. Because it's not that you go into to Christian work full time. It, it, it's where you are working. It's where you are living. Something will happen that will say, well, that excited me. You know, don't, 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 don't look for a formula. Look for what God is saying to you personally. And for me, it was, I was a salesman. So what did God do? He used me as a salesman. That's okay. God can, you know, salesmen can become Christians. You know the idea? And, 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 and be changed. And we made so many friends through that, that bookshop. It's now going, still going on. You go to, to the Glow Center in Mullowell, you'll see it there. Uh, it's, it's like we lived there for quite a number of years. And the point is this, that wherever we go, it, it will excite you. When we moved down to Dorset, uh, what excited me then was becoming a pastor. And, and we became a pastor. So whatever it is for you, don't, don't be anybody else but yourself. And the Spirit of God will take you up and use you. Because normally, you will find that signs and wonders are in the everyday life of family life, of work life, of leisure life, of church life, wherever it is. That's where the signs and wonders. So you all are signs and wonders. Have I made that point quite clear now? Do you realize that? Are you a sign of the wonder, Richard? Yes? Are you? Are you sure? You're definitely a sign of the wonder, you know, about that. But all of us are signs of wonders. And that means that God works through us, that's all. It's not just a fancy name for just being a witness, quite honestly, being a witness. That's what it is. So my prayer would be this morning that as we can, I would like to, to make sure that everybody would get prayed for this morning. Is that okay? Because what we're going to do is, if the worship group would come up, we're going to get you all out of these seats, um, and uh, I, would like, I don't know, I would like us all to, to find a, a just, it might be easier if we could all do it, because I'm going to ask Paul and Esther and Roger and who else you asked for, Phil and Maggie, to come forward, and all we're going to do is, we're not going to pray long prayers, we're just going to lay hands on you and pray for a fresh anointing, just one phrase, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, that's all we're going to do, Okay. Are you up for that? So could we all come forward here? Just 